What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet and the John Cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John Cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way. Hey, fellas, what are you drinking today? Start with Joel Finkelman. What are you drinking today? What am I drinking today? Bubbler. A bubbler. Yeah, this is like energy drink that isn't terrible for you. It's water it's with time. caffeine. I've got Basically, a mini, yeah. mini Mountain Dew can that I've already crushed. It's done. Mm. What are you drinking? I've got coffee. Black coffee. Black. Yeah. I've got coffee with um, yeah, French vanilla cream. Oh. oh. Ooh, Pilch is getting, getting fancy as he gets... Going. I feel well, like this... my name should be Stetson Bennett. I'm so I'm so like uppity with that coffee. My name is Stetson Bennett. I am a you know I'm a butler for an upper class English royalty family because who you plays some, football. Because you put some cream in that coffee, right? Mm. Now you're all fancy. Um, guys, welcome into the podcast. This is Austin, brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison, and. Um, I just wanted to get the rundown crew back together because for those who don't know myself, John, Joel Finkelman and Mike Pilch, we were part of a short-lived show on WTSO AM radio in Madison, Wisconsin. It was called the rundown and it was an hour long show. I don't remember. Do you guys remember the lineup when the rundown was in from 11 to noon? Do you remember what preceded it and what followed it? Cause I don't at all. Drew Olson and them were after us. Oh, at noon. Yeah. yeah. We, we would talk to Drew and KB. And then before us, I think it was uh, was it national? Was it something national? Like something? I think it was a national show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it Patrick for a while? It might have been DP. Might have been. Yeah, it might have been Dan Patrick. See, this is how my memory is faded and awful, and I don't remember anything. But it was a fun time. I think I left the show then, and then it was just you two dorks doing the show, which was good. But man, I had a lot of fun. What have you guys been up to since, uh, since that time? And since your time at iHeart, because we all have something in common here. We've all been let go from iHeart. We gone. As has 90% of the people working there. So. <laughs> so what have you been up to Pilch? You're in Ohio now. I've been up to, well, I was in a pretty good spot at the time. And, uh, I've actually been learning data analytics the last year. Ooh. So like sports analytics and all that stuff that they do, I am learning how to do all that. That seems right up your alley, by the way. So I, um, I'm learning R and Python programming and SQL, and I've learned how to do like a four-year course in a year. And wow. I'm finishing my case studies right now. What are you going to be and doing with, with that? Uh, data new, analytics. New skill set. Is there something you data want? analytics and then maybe eventually work for a college or pro sports team, but then analytics primarily because you won't believe how much you get paid doing it. And um, it's a supply and demand issue. They, I mean, they're actually paying you to learn it right now. Some places. Wow. So See? they'll pay like a full salary to learn it. So if you want to get into something, it's work and it's like going back to school, but that's what I've been doing. I have that podcast Pilch's perspective which I've also been putting on YouTube I haven't pushed that hard because I'm doing this yeah and I think in order to to push things hard you got to really stay committed you got to release it 
at the same time and do the same thing. And I'm going to do that. And then you got to really promote it and kind of get lucky too. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to work on that a lot harder once I get this going. I did it just to do it and keep myself in the loop and just to have fun and experiment with it. So those are the two things I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly why I'm doing this podcast because I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do this until I get into data analytics or something. You know, I'm just going to keep doing this and I do it. Everything you said, I've been trying to do consistently push it out. That's what you got to do. You yeah. got to do it every so often. So your subscribers know when it's coming out and yep. you've got to push it on socials. And a lot of it's just, I've actually talked to a couple of YouTubers. They get like hundreds of thousands of views. And they're like, yeah, half of it's luck. You can have great content. And you oh, gotta, sure. It's like, any, it. I know anything. some people that know how to advertise this stuff, but I'm just not really going to focus on it hard until, you know, okay. I get the real yeah. job going. So. Finkelman, what have you been up to since your iHeart days? Well, it's funny that Pilch is bringing up data analytics as I am a grad student in healthcare informatics right now. Uh, So I am well-versed in Python and SQL and all that kind of stuff. Now, am I good at it? No. Python sucks. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's no Uh, way you're going to be good at it if you're just learning it. You know how to do it and you can read it and you get it, but to sit and do it, it just takes a while. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a uh, grad student at UW. I actually work at the Carbone Cancer Center. I'm the next generation sequence coordinator. Uh, Basically, I just get a bunch of requests from doctors to run tumor testing and I get to coordinate all of that. Uh, So full-time job, full-time grad student, full-time dad. That's kind of the gig, you know? Man, you guys, uh, you guys, this podcast, I didn't expect the podcast to take this direction where you guys make me feel like crap because I'm just sitting upstairs watching Netflix. Well, get into data, John, get into data. (laughs) Yeah, but you're still getting paid by them, right? By my your buyout. Uh, That's done now. Oh, okay. So I'm over here like, what do I want to do? Do I want to be on radio? Probably not. Do I want to do this? Pilch is like, I've got data analytics. Finkelman is like, I work at the UW Carbone Cancer Center. And I'm like, I sit upstairs and watch ESPN. You know, I've been watching a lot more TV recently. In a lot of ways, I'm jealous. (laughs) But but you got to call a national championship too. Yes. Yeah. I got to go to Ohio, Pilch. And And how ironic was it that of all places you find ecstasy, it's in Columbus. (laughs) It's so funny. I actually got invited to go to that. You should have came. It was the best. Um, Diane said, I will get you my ticket. I just couldn't make it happen, especially since it's actually like a two hour, 45 minute drive. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's going to be late. I was like, I, I better find a place to stay if I'm good. And things, and it was kind of a lot. It was like the day before she mentioned it. And so it was like a last second thing. It just didn't work out. But I really was, I was that close to actually going. Wow. It was great. It was a great atmosphere. 19,000 people watching that match in the arena 1.2 million on espn2 a record for that it, all sorts of records it's just combined total differential between the two teams was 12 points national championship big 10 foes it was awesome it was so cool so yeah i've been uh i've been calling national championships that's what i've been doing while you guys have been- how how nervous I- were you in the fifth set Oh, they take a gigantic lead and you're just like, oh, it's a cakewalk. This is over. I thought it was over at like seven, nothing. I I know it's different when you're calling it, but I kind of thought it was over at that point. I I was watching it with some friends who don't know volleyball a ton. And I was like, seven, oh, this is done. It's over. And it was like, suddenly it was like, I don't know. (laughs) Guys, this is I'm standing up with my hands on my knees. This is how I called like the entire fifth set. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry to the Nebraska fans that had courtside seats behind me, but. 
this is I'm I have to stand up. I couldn't sit down. I could not sit down during the uh, entire fifth set. But no, this is well, fun. So okay, so you guys seem like you're having fun times, fun stuff, fun stuff going on. I don't oh, know I about broke that. my hand. <laughs> I broke my wrist. Oh, what'd you yeah. do? Slip on the ice? I did. I Charlie Browned it. I have like a 45 degree angle driveway, and uh, yeah, I did like the two legs go out and. <laughs> So, oh, God, just the worst, because, you know, in this state, you're going to slip like it's going yeah. to happen. You may go a winter without slippage, which is fine. But eventually everyone I tell my daughter this, like she just walks like there's no such thing as ice. I'm like, listen, you're going to fall eventually, but you can't walk. You'll find like out that. one way. Yeah. Like you keep walking like that. You're going to break your wrist like my buddy, Joel Finkel. This was this was one of those things, too, where you're like, thank God nobody was outside watching me because both <laughs> my feet went up. I landed square between my shoulder blades. I don't even know how my hand hit the ground, but good times. If you're curious, I broke my triquetrum, which is not the most common bone that breaks during a foosh injury falling on outstretched hands. There, my kinesiology degree is back. What's is up? that a thing? Is foosh injury a real thing? Yeah. Falling on outstretched hand. Yeah. Cause usually it's your hamate bone that breaks. Cause it only takes like 10 pounds of pressure to break that bone, but good oh, times. That seems like nothing. We're very fragile. Yeah. You should know this volleyball injuries. Yeah. Apparently I should. Yeah. yeah. I, and I don't, I, I slipped in my garage two winters ago and it was one of those things where I, this has happened twice to me. The last two times I've slipped, one was at banker's life field house with wet shoes and, a, and the, someone had spilled like Gatorade on the carpeted area mm-hmm. surrounding the court. And here comes me with my worn down soles on my shoes, walking through wet carpet, not knowing. And then I step on the court and I slip and I slipped in my garage. And both times I, I'd be like, boom, got up. I'm good. I'm good. Like nothing. I was like, I don't know how I did it. I've dodged. See, I, I got up and I was like shaking because it was a hard impact. And so like, I was like, okay, I'm going inside. And I got inside, took my coat off. I'm all good. And then suddenly I was like. My hand really hurts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that so, stinks. Good that's that's awful. I hope that uh, heals up. Uh, well, thank fairly you, soon. One one thing I wanted to add, you know how the great players always make a mark, and the way Retke performed in that final set cemented her status. So that question is a great player. Just want to add that. Yeah, well, well, took it yeah, over. absolutely. I agree a thousand percent, Pilch. It was awesome. I'm going to miss Dana Retke. I can't believe I got to call Dana Retke for five years of just and dominating. Hilly, What's that? Hilly too, right? Hilly, Hilly as well. Hilly and Retke. Yeah. For five years. Like that's, that's crazy. And they, they ended like the most perfect way you could ever end a college career. I remember when I filled in for you, we were on the bus in New York city and you know, me, I, I start talking about random things and I, <laughs> I pointed like three or four things out in the city and a quick background and Hilly was sitting behind me and she just stares at me. She goes, you're one of those people that just knows stuff, aren't you? <laughs> like she was just staring at me like, how? <laughs> wow. Just imagine if you had gone by some like baseball museum or something like that. She would have been like, how? You're, it's true. You are one of those people that just know. Things. I just remember the look she gave me. She was like, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a smart girl. She was a very intelligent person. Oh, she's very smart. She's going into cancer research, Joel Finkelman. Hey, there you go. Enjoy it was, me. It was really working funny. with Joel. Yeah, it was really, she might be, honestly. Uh, it was really funny at the um, All-American Banquet in Columbus. You know, she was a first teamer. They interviewed her a little bit. And they're like, what are you doing uh, after Wisconsin? Are you going to be playing volleyball? She's like, 
you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going into cancer research and genetics and bio, whatever. I forget exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the best setter in the country isn't even thinking about volleyball. She's just thinking about her career path. And I she was, was one like, of the few people that when she talked, she talked in a way where you could tell she was just intelligent. She was just like that. For sure. You know? Unlike when you talk to me right. on the podcast. Um, or okay. any of us. A quick reminder that today's podcast is brought to you by Ian's Pizza in Madison, Milwaukee, Seattle, and Denver. They're delicious. Go buy someone an Ian's Pizza gift card. If you don't know what Ian's Pizza is, go check them out online, on Twitter, on the internet, on Instagram, Ian's Pizza of Madison, plus JohnCastPodcast.com. I'm going to make cool t-shirts. It's going to be on that website. Soft launch going on right now if you want to check it out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So guys, so here's what I was thinking. We do the podcast. I, I was thinking we start, we do a rundown. We do like a mini version of the rundown, you know, I, and I, you, I was trying to figure out all the segments we used to do. I don't remember them, honestly. So these are the two that we remember that we're going to do today. Okay. So okay. without further ado, <clears throat> here we go. Let's start the rundown. This is the rundown with John Onius. Let's go, man. Let's go. Your daily breakdown of Wisconsin sports. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Wisconsin. Rogers does this better than anybody. End zone. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Now, here's your host of the rundown, John Onius. This is the rundown for, well, I don't want to say the date because it's a podcast. Forever. Joel Finkelman, Mike Pilch with you. What's that, Joel? I said it's forever. It just lasts forever forever in the audio sphere. Yeah. Um, Welcome in to the rundown. Now, before we do it, I also have our alternate intro, another intro that we can play because I know Finkelman was looking for this all over. And guess what, Joel? I found the intro. Welcome to the rundown. This oh, man. is the rundown with Mike Pilch and Dr. J. Joel <laughs> Going to dive in to the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. Tweet the show at MD Pilch and at Joel Finkelman. Hey, dude, you know what a rundown is? Is it in a sentence? Uh, this rundown one. Try another sentence. Welcome in to the rundown. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> that's up, so fellas? good. I like that, Joel. That's so I'm good. very impressed you found that because I looked for it a bit yesterday and it was not good. It, yeah, we we all all three of us have gone on like a mission the last couple of days of trying to find audio from the show. I couldn't find anything. It does not exist. It's been scrubbed from the world. So that's amazing. That's yeah. great. I was Googling like rundown podcast, WTSO, yeah. Mike Pilch, John Audi. Like I couldn't find anything. I actually went into the internet archive. Oh, you did? And I actually found the podcasts, but the links to the podcast yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah, that's what I that's what I ran into because yeah, I was trying to find like one movie episode so we could get that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, uh, that's know. too bad. So we're gonna play the movie game, the Rotten Tomatoes game that we ripped off from Adam Carolla. But first, this is the only segment I could think of that we used to do on the show. It's called I Know, but. And so I thought I'd kick things off. I've got, oh, I just remembered another one. Didn't we have like rankings? Didn't we have like three things or something? Like there was like a top three or something. Wasn't it one of those segments? We didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. 
whatever. All right. So here's my first I know, but whoever wants to follow up can follow up. Well, the um, other thing we did was the scroll through Twitter thing kind of. Oh, yeah. oh we did scroll through Twitter. Yeah. yeah we should have done that, Pilch. Maybe we could still can. Uh, I know I try Aaron... to avoid social media at all costs today. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a good I mean, I, I tried to never go on it, but that's a good move. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers says his toe will be 100% healthy by the playoffs, but are we so sure, Dr. J, Mike Pilch, that an injured pinky toe just needs a couple of weeks off and it's ready to go and it's had pain injections throughout the course of a season? Like, are we so sure that that's 100% healthy? Okay, okay, okay. So I, here's the thing. I like where you're going with this, but I think you did it the wrong way. Let, let me let me take this to another okay. level. All right. I know Aaron Rodgers says his pinky toe has been injured the entire season, <laughs> but are we sure? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously, he runs totally normal. His throws are fine. Like, his he sets, throws, fires, everything. I, I have noticed no difference whatsoever. Every once in a while, someone will step on his foot and he goes, ah, ee, like it's an episode of family guy over here, but I just, I, I'm, maybe I'm a truther. I, I just, I'm a toe truther. I, I don't think it's real. It, I definitely think it's real. Um, <laughs> teams don't lie about things like that. Um, no, I don't think it's going to be a hundred percent, um, healed, but it really it hasn't matter? mattered with the way yeah. he's played this year. So, right. yeah. That's funny. You go in conspiracy, Joel, as if like he's adding more things to his resume as why he should be MVP. Like I did this, that, and that, and I was injured with my pinky toe. See, it could be a resume builder. It could be like a bit of a distraction of like a smoke and mirrors game of like, hey, uh, ignore all this other stuff that happened this year. Look over <laughs> here. I'm injured. Don't worry about me lying to everybody. It's all good. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Yeah. Uh, who else has an I know but? All right, I, I can go if if you want. That's, sure. Uh, yep. I, so I made I just made three, and I just realized that they are basically all about the college football championship game, which is funny <laughs> because you guys know me as the guy who doesn't like college sports all that much. So, anyways, I did actually watch the game. So I'll go first. Uh, let's see which one do I want to go with. Okay, I know crowd shots are cool, but. Can we talk about how awful the crowd shots were in that national championship game? Every single person that they showed was in some horrible golf polo dressed up in some ridiculous suit. Like it's like, it's, it's like the Southern team thing where it's like, you got to dress up like bear Bryant. That's how you look cool. Or you're just like the kind of like poser doucher college bro in like gross polo, the, the, yacht shoes and you know like the kind of shorts that are above the knees and it's like dude this ain't it like just every i swear to god they didn't show a single person in like a hoodie or jeans or anything it's just like oh i I don't want to know any of these people that's funny because that is a southern thing right like where they get dressed up and wear polos and everything they don't do that at ohio state right pilch i have no idea (laughs) oh okay did you notice the crowd shots no no. Did you watch that? I didn't notice that. Team? I just saw people in the crowd dressed up in gear for teams they root for. See, <laughs> I just, I noticed these weird things. Yeah, it's definitely like, it, it is definitely an Alabama thing. Um, yeah, because people like go to Lambo totally don't wear cheese on their head. Well, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's like a fine. team specific thing. This is just like wearing like douchery yacht bro clothes. <laughs> They're not dressed for a football game. They're dressed for like, um, a, yeah, a like a soiree. Yeah, yeah, you know. 
Uh, that's what I don't I don't understand. Well, now. Georgia's quarterback's named Stetson Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> of course they're going to something yeah. fancy. It's what a name, by the way. I mean, just I don't know what he turns into, but he'll always have that great name <laughs> that's and a and a head of air that resembles mine at some time. So it's all good. Bilch, you got an I know, but if not, I can go. Well, I know we all love the movie <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We do. But now we're going to love a possible animated series that is coming to Netflix. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Sex Bob-Bombs warming up the guitars for possible comeback. Sex Bob-Bomb, or however they said it. Um, the graphic novel series is again going to the screen as an anime series from Netflix. And it doesn't say when this is going to be, but sounds like it's a thing. I've actually read the comics, and I'm not a comic guy, so I actually read everything that was based on it's fantastic so we'll get more scott pilgrim in our life there we go you know i saw uh i saw a netflix series i'm still watching it that i thought when i was watching it i thought pilch would like this but i don't know maybe i'm wrong daybreak have you heard of daybreak no have you heard of daybreak finkelman i have not I think it's called Daybreak. Now, now I'm now I'm doubting myself. It's it's based, I think, on a graphic novel series uh, about this kid in a post-apocalyptic Los An- or uh, uh, just outside of Los Angeles. I forget the name of the city right now, but um, I don't know. And it's I thought I, it reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. I guess my point is, and it, I was like, oh, I bet you Pilch would love this show. Post-apocalyptic reminded you of that. That's well, I mean, it's just the way they like, just the, the way acting, it looked visually, sort of. No, the acting and the writing. Um, oh. Of, of it all it's just it's kind of it's kind of weird and different i thought you'd like it i don't know check it out all right here's my next one i know Kyrie irving says there's no place in our game for it when describing nasir little who dove for a loose ball landed into Kyrie, made Kyrie land awkwardly i know he says that but does Kyrie irving really want to outlaw hustling in the nba yes. he said there's no place in our game for it for an opponent diving for a loose ball yeah, no, that that sounds very much on brand for Kyrie Irving. Like, let's see how little I can try. <laughs> like, that's you nailed it. He absolutely would love to outlaw like anything like that. I think all of the basketball players right now are just like, let's see how much minimal effort we can give in the regular season. And you know, it obviously ramps up in the postseason, but no, that, that sounds extremely on brand and totally correct for Kyrie Irving. This is one of the countless reasons I don't pay attention at all to the NBA till round two of the playoffs. I actually talked to somebody. And that said, sounds like something Kyrie Irving would, would say. I mean, he thinks the world's flat. So it sounds like something he would say. No, no, no. That was a thought experiment. He, I don't know if you heard that, but he said it was a thought experiment to see how the masses would view it. Well, maybe this is a thought experiment, too, because that sounded so ridiculous. I, I, this is how I, I'm going to recreate when I saw it on Instagram. Can I see? I'm looking through my phone, and I see like the quote from Kyrie. And this is what I did. I go, ah, what? Like I had a, I out loud, like laughed. I laughed out loud because I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> LOL. Like, LOL. I'm like, what, what is he, what is he talking about? He just wants to outlaw, like diving for loose balls. Get out of here. You dork. Um, all right. Finkelman, you got another one. I do. And it's about the college championship game sort of again. I don't know why I did this. I just like literally started typing up things. And then I just looked now and I was like, Oh, Okay. <laughs> They're all about college football. (laughs) All right, here we go. I know everyone thinks the best play when getting a late interception is to instantly go down, 
but are we sure? So Georgia picks the ball off with a minute and four seconds left up by eight. Kirby Smart, they show this shot, is just screaming, get down, get down. And so so is the rest of the bench. Dude just waltzes in for a touchdown, which absolutely ices the game. Like, even if he doesn't score there, he still takes a bunch of time off the clock getting down the field. They have a, they have, There's a minute and four seconds left. So if he goes down immediately, we'll just say there's a minute left in the game. Alabama has three timeouts. George is going to go super conservative because that's what everybody does against Alabama. They're going to run three times, probably get stuffed and get the ball back with a chance to let the game get tied up. I mean, this is like the Morgan Burnett thing all over again. I, I literally watched that play and then tweeted out immediately, like if only Morgan Burnett had done this, because if he had, the Packers would have gone to the Super Bowl that year. But no, no, Julius Peppers, get down. It's all good. No worries. Like every once in a while, when you got the daylight in front of you, just go to, you know, put two hands over the ball and go. Like, I just don't get it. I'm curious as to what uh, Pilch thinks about that play. Oh, what's the analytics? I would have probably told him to go down too, because I mean, that iced the game. Alabama wasn't going to win once he caught that ball. There wasn't enough time left if they run out the clock, but the player in front of him probably saw how much room he had and just natural instinct took over. It's like, even if I can't score, I'm going to get like 30 yards out of this and then go down or, um, you know, I'll see how far I can go. So the player saw how much space he had and he's like, all right, if they get around me, I'll go down. If not. So it was just, one of those things I totally get why as a coach, you coach people to go down in that situation. That's why the sideline was telling him Morgan Burnett, there were 5 billion people all around him. So you were going to go down. I got to watch you're that. To go, and your coach that's to go down and there's 1200 people around him. So I probably on the field would have also told him to go down because that's what your coach to do. I got to look at the Morgan Burnett play again, but, yeah. uh, but I like, I get it. I, I think there's obviously moments where like, if you pick the ball off with 20 seconds left and they don't have a timeout, then just go down. Like I get it. But like they had three timeouts left and a minute and four seconds left. Like we've seen some crazy stuff in college football. Alabama has been on the other end of some crazy last minute stuff. You know, the iron bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. He saw how much space he had. That's why. Yeah. So it's just, just go like, so I yeah. don't know. That's just, yeah. I don't want to bring up the Morgan Burnett stuff too much, but I do have the still shot. If you want to take a look at it, I just sent in the chat. I don't afraid to touch something on my, on this computer I'm recording on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Morgan Burnett scores, but <laughs> I mean, he could have scored. That's just a hindsight's 2020 thing to me. That's the way I, I don't know. It. I remember being pretty pissed in the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I remember thinking the Morgan Burnett stuff. Like, I don't know if he scores either because I think the the narrative is Burnett scores no matter what, and I don't know if that's the case. <sighs> it's a tough one because most of the time when you when you go down in that situation, your team's able to to close things out. And now there was like five minutes left in that game, though, so it could have been a different. Well, the other different... thing too is there's five minutes left in the game. The Packers have a twelve point lead at that point. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to run it in for a touchdown. If he can run it in and get into field goal range, that's sure. that's huge. That's that's a 15-point lead. But it's like he just went down immediately. The Packers, I'm pretty sure, went three and out, and the rest is history. Yeah, and now we don't need to talk about the rest. Uh, Pilch, you got an I know, but So I know a lot of people just naturally love animals, and they think they're <laughs> nice and fluffy, but they really uh, like them in Maryland. Apparently, zebras on the run for months in Maryland have not been captured. There's a month, wild months? animals running around in, in, in Maryland somewhere. They had been running loose since escaping a Maryland farm about four months ago and were returned to the herd last week. Prince George County Animal Services and the Department of Agriculture weren't involved in capture, but said it had been done. Officials said 40 zebras live 
in an upper Marlboro farm and had been on the run for four months until they finally got him back. So, I mean, it's not like they stand out or anything, you know, <laughs> would have been really hard to find them. Just living that's, off the land or what? Like, just yeah, just wild. Yes. That's what I wondered. I don't know. Wow. You think anything like came up to him like a bear and was just like, no, like, what the <laughs> you know, like, is this? It's like, I, I, I messing with this. <laughs> that's, that's funny, uh, man. That's that means crazy. there's random just... bears roaming around in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah what's always... the wildlife look like? Like you always, every once in a while, there's those stories of people like having exotic animals, like lions or tigers, and they get free and they're like in Montana or something. I don't know. And they're just like running around neighborhoods. I'd rather have zebras, I guess, but that's weird. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember being at the station one day and there was like a bunch of llamas out in Phoenix, Arizona, like in the streets. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was llamas, yeah, yeah. right? Or something. Yeah, it was a really good time. Yeah, like there was like a police chase through backyards of llamas. Yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Uh, anybody else got any? I know, butts before we go to the movie game. Finkelman, I know you have one more college one. Eh. No, not worth it. No, <laughs> it's okay. it's whatever. Okay. Well, we can move on. All right, let's move on to um a staple that we used to do here on the rundown, and it is the movie game. Oh. <gasps> Wait, I can't hear it. And now, your host of the movie game, Mike Pill. Sure. Oh, I can't hear it. Wow. I say I can't. Right, kind of so, comes out. <clears throat> we call this top tomato. I should have brought the trophy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I totally you should have gone, got the trophy. Um, this is the top tomato movie game. It's our own spin on the old Adam Carolla show game. And we did kind of add our own flavor into it. But since this is the first time we're doing it for this podcast, we're just kind of rolling with it here. And if I can say real quick, if you're listening to this podcast and you've either played the movie game in the past and you were a listener of the rundown or if you've never played it before, what's fun is you should just grab a pencil and some paper, play along, and then post your score on the Twitter link when this episode is released. And you can tell us whether or not you beat us in the movie game. Honor system. Honor system, of course. Packers, Todd's, and Ends, we're looking at you. Yeah. Oh, he's he's got it. <laughs> All right. The floor so is what yours. you got for us. All right. <clears throat> I obviously just kind of did this on a whim. I saw a movie from Todd Phillips the other night, so we're gonna do the films of Todd wait, Phillips. Wait, wait hold on. Apps, great idea. Did we Don't actually explain is. the rules? Do we explain the rules in any way whatsoever? Oh yeah. They'll figure it out as we go. Okay, Pinkleman. real quick. <laughs> Yeah, explain real quick. Ron Tomatoes has a score from zero to 100. Every movie has a score. Pilch is going to say a movie. We're going to guess our score and then add up the total of however many movies he goes with. The highest score is the loser. You want the lowest score possible. If you hit a movie head on, you get negative five points. Those are the rules. It's a different. So if you say, I think this movie is a 50 and it was a 70, you get 20 points. You get 20 points and you want. You, you want, want negative least, 25. Yeah, you want the least amount of points possible. All right. Yep. So Todd Phillips, I don't know who that is, but let's go. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> All right. The first one we're going to do here, and I'm kind of doing this. I'm looking this up as I go. It's a film from 2000, kind of a buddy sex comedy. Bunch of guys take a road trip after they find that their friend accidentally emailed a sex tape to his girlfriend. He's doing it with some other girl. It is road trip. From the year 2000. Who's in this? It's got Tom Tom Green, Green, who's a big deal off MTV at the time. Why he was ever a big deal is one of life's great 
mysteries, I think. Brecken Meyer, Sean William Scott, fresh off playing Stifler, Amy Smart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Stifler and Tom Green. I remember this movie. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun watch for the yes. time. Yes. Um, but it, I don't think it's a great movie. So I'm going to go rotten. To, this is the audience score or the critic score. Sorry. Yeah. And Rotten's anything less than like 60, I think, right? Is that it? Or is it 50? Yeah. I don't remember. 60? This is a 49. Okay. Oh. Uh. You think a, you think a movie with Stifler and Tom Green from 2000 <laughs> is a 49, man? That seems that seems like a tough tale. Uh, I'm going much lower, but I, I'm not going to go like gut rot low. I don't want to ruin my score in one game or, or in one movie. I'm going with a 24. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. I was thinking about going with like a 13. I mean, this could be incredibly low. Dang it. It's got its moments where it's fun. But it's the critics got some gross out humor and some things that are just dumb in it. So I'll say a 52. 52. Uh-oh. Oh, that means I'm in last place. <laughs> and are we keeping road trip is I, I've got it. I've got it written down. I've got it written okay. down. Okay, I'll let you do it then. Road trip is rotten with a score of fifty-seven. Ooh. Well, I lose. I lose. It's over. You just pack it in. That wasn't so bad. Fifty-seven. This is why I hated playing the Rotten Tomatoes game because it's just like I, I, I was fine putting it together because then I didn't have to play. But every time well, I as played, we know comedies usually don't do as well. And yeah. the question is: is bad in terms of a fifty-five or bad in terms of a twenty-five? I guess yeah, I just assumed that you get those big differences. Yeah, 57 is almost fresh. I was going to say, I, I just assumed like that that Stifler and Tom Green would give me a 25. Like I just kind of figured, I figured is, a 25 was generous, honestly. This isn't Freddie Got Fingered. That movie's probably like a seven. <laughs> well, let's do it next. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So standings uh, in last place, Finkelman in second place, Adius in first place, Pilch with a total of five. I have eight. Or wait, do we do this after? Do I total it up? I've after? got it all here. We do we it do after. It. We do it after. Okay, I've got it too. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right. Second movie is a sequel. Todd Phillips directed this to one of the most successful comedies of all time and funniest comedies of all time. But it's the sequel to it, The Hangover Part Two. All right, I'll go first because I think since John went first, we'll just go in that order, I guess. Um, obviously, sequels generally do worse. I guess, unless you're talking like Empire Strikes Back and that's not what this movie is. Um, it wasn't bad. I seem to remember The Hangover 2 being okay. I feel like it was like, was it the third one where things got real weird real quick? I don't even I remember. remember the third one. Was this the movie where the guy got his finger chopped off at the end? Is that, or is that three? Okay. Yeah, I didn't so see no. the second or third. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oops. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> My bad. I just have to mark explicit on the podcast. Okay. Oh, dang it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say it's, it's rotten, but I'm not going to say it's like insanely rotten. I'm going to go with a 44. I'll go next because I think um, the hangover, I think the first movie is going to help the second movie score a little bit. And the way I, the reason I think that is because you've got the cast, you've got the name. Everybody was anticipating another hangover movie. They were excited for it, but it's still not good. So I'll go 61. And what was your number again, Finkelman? Say 44. 44. Yeah. Okay. Built. So I have no, I haven't seen it. I like the first one. It's a sequel to a comedy that alone means it can't be very high. 
So I'm just going to throw out the number 45 as just a ballpark, not too terrible, not too incredibly goodish. You $1 bobbed me over here. All right. <laughs> and let's see. The hangover part two is rotten with a score of 34. Hey, wow. Joel wins. Wow. So, see, here's the thing, John. Everything that you just made as an argument for why the score would be higher is actually a score or reason for why it would be lower because there was all these expectations, a good cast, good writing, all this stuff, or good writers, probably all this stuff, and it doesn't, doesn't deliver, so it gets downgraded even more. Like, yeah. you got to think about those things, yeah? That's a good point. That's a good point. Is this our final movie, or how many movies do we do in this game? I we can do as many as you want. I have five written down, so three more, but we can do as many as you want. Oh, is, is five the standard number? I don't remember. Five was. That's what we always did, yeah. Okay, oh, let's yeah. keep going. Let's go five. All right. The next one I, I have written down here is a film uh, redone from a 70s TV show with the um, the frat pack involved. People like Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn and those guys who did some pretty fun movies. It is the 2004 film Starsky and Hutch. Ugh, do it. Uh, oh, Pilch, you're up first this time. Oh, man, I haven't even thought about any of these. This is the weird thing. When we did the game regularly, your brain was trained to think that way. Now it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I actually thought this was entertaining. I actually thought Snoop Dogg was fantastic in it as Huggy Bear. Um, I'm going to actually say, since I had a little more substance, I'll give it a 64. I think it got fresh, but not by a lot. Um, that's you. I remember this movie. I, I remember it not being what I thought. I, I wasn't very entertained by it. Starsky and Hutch. I'll go 54. All right. Well, I am in last place currently, which means I got to start getting some low scores. So I think I have to go a little more aggressive. Um, I never saw this movie. This is the movie with the Bacardi and Coke thing, right? Where he's like, do it. Do it. Yeah. Bacardi and so. Coke. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. Um, I'm just going to go 44 again. I think uh, that's my number. Feeling good about it. I don't have any reason because I didn't see it, but I don't remember anybody really talking about it like they really liked it. I don't remember right. Pilch, Pilch's score. Uh, what'd you give it? Six. I give it a 64, and Starsky okay. and Hutch is, oh, baby. Oh. It is fresh with a score of 62. <sighs> I, every time this game, I just feel like Pilch is, is pulling one over on us. Well, I mean, he's, he's literally looking up the movies, so I'm not saying he's cheating, but. I know you say you're not cheating. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it next time. I don't care. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, All right. Um, the next one, this is the more slam dunk one, I thought. Don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, what year did that? Well, I don't know what year it came out. 19 or 20, 2020, I think. A little more serious. A departure for a Todd Phillips film. Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar for it. Joker. Oh, oh no. What is it? The Joker. Joker. Uh, you know, I have not I haven't watched the Joker yet. Same. I don't think I'm ever going to. Why not? Uh Joaquin Phoenix doesn't really do it for me. I'm gonna be real. Except when he was in signs, then I was on board. <laughs> Swing away, Jimmy. <laughs> um Water kills aliens. Um, is it, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's John. How do we Stern, know that? I, yeah, 
by the way, how do the aliens not figure that? I'm sorry, but like you don't you don't send a recon team to like I, maybe figure out if the if there are main... these great beings that are watching us and smarter than us, how do they not know that? What's I'm saying? I mean, you don't send like one guy to be like, hey, the planet is made of 73% blank. Maybe, oh, is that thing our greatest weakness ever? <laughs> they we should maybe go that. there. But I was always taught that water was a requirement for most life as we know it. Most life, but this most is life, I guess. Terrestrial life. How do these people? How do these aliens stay hydrated? By the way, for the record, I'd like to say that uh, the little girl from Signs, you know, who has all the cups of water everywhere, grew up to be my wife. <laughs> she leaves cups of water everywhere. Oh my God! You have no idea. Just like, <laughs> just cups. Some are finished. Some aren't. It's the best. My man. brother does that. Like when we're we've got a family get together, we'll get like Lacroix or bubbly or something, and he'll open one, drink half of it, and then he opens one two hours later, and you see the half full one somewhere. I'm like, what are you doing? Just sitting there. Yep, losing its uh. carbonation. Okay, the Joker. I'm gonna go. Listen, Joaquin Phoenix. It's it was done. You know, kind of sh- shot in like a. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It wasn't your typical corny superhero movies of 20 years ago, right? It's very serious tone kind of. A- yeah, it's a way different tone. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought you guys would have seen this. So 91. Okay. Wow. See, I, I was went go- 92. Okay, okay, I was going to say I was going to go high because I had to, but I'm going to go 83. But Because I, right. I was like, I still think the movie like is not like 90s is pretty amazing. You know, like that's a good score. Uh-oh. All right, Uh-oh. so the film Joker. Rotten with a score of 27. Oh, wow. Is that right? What? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking. All right, Joker is fresh with a score of 68. Joe wins. What? By the way, I've now won two of, two of the four movies. I've been the closest, and I'm in last place. What? 68? <laughs> The, so I thought critics is, love the Joker. No, so so like this is all right. This, so this the, is why well, I didn't go quick, the, the critic scores is sixty eight, and the audience score is an eighty eight. And it says it gives mm. its infamous central character a chillingly plausible origin story that serves as a brilliant showcase for its star and a dark whatever. See, I remember like obviously it's like you got a bunch of big name ass or actors. You got uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but then you also got uh, who was the guy. Oh my God, Robert De Niro. So like, there are some oh, yeah. there are some big names of that movie, but like, I never felt like the general vibe of that movie was. Oh my God, what a masterpiece here! I just remember it's like, oh, Walking Phoenix is going crazy overboard because that's what he does, and um, yeah. <laughs> and then I remember the gif of the guy falling down the stairs a million times. Um, but yeah, that's I was gonna say. So that's why I wasn't thinking it like a '90s like. That's really high. I don't know. It is. I didn't like it as much as a lot of people did, but I enjoyed the different take and the dark look. I thought it would be a critical darling. I was wrong. I'm trying to think of like what superhero movie has like the highest IMDb thing. I wonder if like maybe it's like The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight's got to be way up there. And that's got to be something in the 90s. But yeah, I mean, it's like I don't even know like what Endgame would be or whatever. But yeah, so I, I do love how that I've 
that I've had the better score or the best score in two of these. And I'm definitely in last place by a mile. So, well, we learned the first time all you need is one bad miss and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's why now I'm trying to like really try to maximize. This. John was the king of that. He'd be really good for four and then have one where you just get crushed <laughs> yeah. off by like 50 points or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm guessing the 33 and it's a 91. <laughs> you know? All right. What's the last movie? So the last one is another film I haven't seen. I've just heard of it. I don't even know who's in it. Uh, well, I'm not going to look it up yet. It's the movie Due Date. I think that has Robert Downey Jr. in it. Oh, and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, those two. Zach Galifianakis, Robert Downey. I've not seen it based on the fact that it's got those two. And it's a du- I'm going to just randomly guess a 54. So for, I didn't see the movie, but I've seen like chunks of it in places. I don't really know why, like if it was on an airplane or something, but I just remember like those two had to like drive cross country to get to Robert Downey Jr.'s like the birth of his kid or something. And Zach Galifianakis basically played Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. That's all he does at all. <laughs> yeah. And so basically they were like, you know, again, you know, at odds the whole movie. So it was like that kind of movie, but I seem to remember it being like not terrible. What, what did you guys? I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I guess it's just my guess on where these movies usually end up with that kind of premise. I'm going 54. I don't know. Well, I got to go big. And I see the bits that I've seen. I seem to remember it being like pretty decent. And there was like a couple, like there was like, I feel like there was a heartfelt moment or two. Um, I, I got to go big. So I got to say like an 84 and just pray that this movie was a critical darling. I know it's not going to be, but <laughs> I got to do it. That's what I have to do. Bill says 54. Finkelman says 84 for due date. I can't even, I know you guys are talking about the movie. I, I still have no clue about this movie other than Zach Galifianakis and Galifian, whatever you say his name is. And close enough. Yeah. Um, so I know it's, it's not in the nineties, right? It's not a nineties type of movie for a score. It's probably, yeah, I mean, just, honestly, honestly, if I was giving a real score, I would not have given an 84, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to go 71. Okay, he's splitting the difference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling he was going to do that. It's going to be uh, a 27. Gosh, how many Todd Phillips movies is Juliette Lewis in? Holy cow. Due date is rotten with a score of 39. Uh, of course. I went the wrong way. I went the wrong way. There was a couple of scenes that were decent, man. I'm telling you. Well, I had to go big. I had to go. I think that puts me over 100. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm certified rotten. Dang, that's brutal. Well, nobody, nobody hit one head on. That's too bad. See, this is when we would, this is when in the show, we would go to a commercial break for like five and a half minutes and then come back and have literally 38 seconds to wrap the show, give the scores, premiere, promo the next show. (laughs) Shockingly, it didn't work out super well. Oh yeah. Hey, welcome back to the rundown. Uh, Mike Pilch is the winner. He has 22 points and uh, okay. uh, Up next is Drew Olson. Okay. Goodbye. That's usually how it worked out. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yep. okay, have you been doing the math, Pilch? Yeah. Okay, me too. Let me just finish my. I mean, it's no surprise who won. Yeah. Pilch, run some algorithms on this for us. Okay. All right. So coming in butt naked last with a score of 121. John Audius. John Audius. Dang it. <laughs> John Audius second, but he broke 100 like his golf game. He's at 98. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won with a score of 57. 
<laughs> you know, if I had actually just gone the other direction and picked a bad score, I would have beat John <laughs> like easily. Oh. Yeah, that last one you lost forty five points. I had to go big. You knew I had to do it. I mean, I, like I had to like get lucky that it was one way or the other and nail it on the head. Really, the one that put you behind was the first one road trip. Yeah, I you figured that movie. An battle. I, th- I'm sorry, but fifty seven for that movie is that's outrageous. I'm just trying to think of like Siskel and Ebert being like, let me tell you about the performance here from Stifler. All right, he's really graduated <laughs> from playing Stifler to playing Stifler. So I'm going to give it two thumbs up. You know, like I just I don't understand. That was it. That was fun. I like that. We Here's the thing, though. You say Stifler, and everyone knows who you're talking about. That's yeah. true. You know what's his what's his real name? Don William Scott. I mean, sure, he's got to be worth twenty, thirty million. Hey, he was good in Goon. All right, that I was movie say, was freaking good. He's actually good. not bad. It's just yeah, the not. characters he plays, but he's yeah. really not bad. Goon was, if you haven't seen Goon, I'm guessing that's not a movie that John's seen. No. Yeah, Pilch has seen it. I, I know. But uh, yeah, he's like an enfor- like a enforcer in like the minor leagues. And it's <laughs> brutal, but it's a really good watch. It's a good time. So. Well, according to the internet, I'm looking up Sean William Scott's net worth. Oh, well, uh, this is always 100% accurate. So. Yeah, 25 million. 25 million, Pilch. Yeah, I can see it. This yeah, he's doing good. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that net worth. <laughs> Probably should figure out what I want to do for my career next if I want to try to make some money. I'm like, you well, guys. Just, who- just get into playing college frat bros in movies. That's obviously the answer. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not as talented yeah. as Stifler. Um, well, guys, this was fun. This is the rundown. Um, Drew Olson is up next. Um, who, was, who was with Drew at the time? It wasn't KB. KB was, was there. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. By the way, are you guys noticing that we're finishing up at the exact same time that we would finish our show normally? <laughs> That's so awesome. It's I didn't even realize we started at the same time. Did not too. think of that. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I got one more gift for the people watching at home. No. Yeah, that's a Hey Fellas, What's Up t-shirt. <laughs> that is awesome. Limited edition. There's only like 50 of those available. Yeah. And Dr. That. J has one of them. So Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Mike Pilch, Joel Finkelman, guys, uh, I think we should do another rundown in a movie game because I'm, I'm feeling like this podcast, people are going to love the movie game again once they hear it. So, well, hey, anytime that you can't get a hold of a guest that's much, much better than us, yeah. uh, you just let us know. All right. Okay. So I'll talk to you guys uh, again next week, probably. Sounds um, good. Well, same time. Just kidding. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for playing. See ya. You got it.